what's the point? Because like, they're sitting here being like, I have everything open. Why? I don't know if they like their hair. Why would I even pre-book? What's, what does this even do for me and my business? Who cares? They could call in two days before in six weeks and get it. Right. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. I had a really interesting situation with one of my newer stylists. Um, We were talking about guest retention and the importance of rebooking our clients. And I know right now in the industry, this is a super hot button topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's important to do an episode to talk about pre-booking, rebooking, however you want to word it, what that looks like, what the language is, and I think the best ways to do it. Well, can we can we share the little bit of a story you told about your stylist? Yeah, I love I love okay. I love a good okay. I love a good story you sound time. Like a news reporter Kelsey right now. And I want like <laughs> Hurricane Kelsey to show up a little bit right now. Okay. So let me bring in the weather. All right. <laughs> okay. So well, okay. My sweet stylist, I love her so much. She was working commission for me and then she switched over to booth rental in one of my suites and she is a newer stylist in the industry. She she came out of school probably about six months ago. Um, she called me yesterday and was like, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? I'll meet you in the salon. So we we had this discussion and she was just crying. And she said, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Um, and she was just super upset trying to figure out how to best build a client base, um, how to manage client expectations and and basically why like her books were still so empty. Um, so we were able to have a really good conversation about, you know, managing client expectations and how you're not for everybody. But I think the most important part and the most value she got out of our whole conversation was about pre-booking. And really, what I think is so interesting about this, this topic is as a newer stylist who has a wide open schedule, often I think we feel like we're bothering or like putting our guests in an uncomfortable spot when we're like, hey, do you want to book an, appo- an appointment in six to eight weeks? And I was trying to explain to her I was, that they don't actually, sometimes they don't actually know that that's what they're supposed to be doing. They're, we have to educate them to tell them, hey, this is when I I would suggest you come back for whether it's a gloss or another blonding session or to reapply your gray coverage. They're not they don't really know that they're supposed to be doing that and what time frame they are. So I I was giving her really great ways to like speak to her clients about it and I don't know, I just think that we have to get out of our own heads when we're worried about what our guest is going to think and that we're being pushy. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that we should start with the, what are the fears that stylists have around pre-booking? Because to me, it's a no brainer. Let's pre-book them so we can um, know what our business is going to potentially look like in six to eight weeks. But over the years I have found and worked with the stylists that are afraid to, and they're like, Oh no, I didn't ask or I forget or all the excuses. So what do you think? Cause obviously I, there's fears I around know. pre-booking. I know know the answer to this one. What is it? Okay. We've been doing hair for a while. Like we're, we're a little bit near the geriatric side of hair. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. I feel like we don't have the same fears as we did in the beginning, but I put myself in her position and I was trying to remember what those feelings were. And then I related it to this. I had a guest probably 
you know, a month ago and I, I did her hair and her face at the end, she wasn't that like, you You know, when you get the, the client whose face yeah. is just like not impressed and yeah. you're, they could, they could be impressed, but you just yeah. can't tell because yes. they're just like looking at you with this blank expression. You're like, yeah. do you love it? And they're just like, they're like, yeah, it's yeah, great. You're like, <laughs> but so is it, true. do you really like it? Okay. So then you get all the way through the checkout process and, and you, at that point, it's almost like you take it personally. You're like, I'm not going to ask them to pre-book because what if they didn't like it? And then they're going to be awkward and feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like that is what I think happens with newer stylists. Every single client is a new client that they're working on. And they're not sure if that person loved their hair. They don't have that relationship with them yet. So they feel awkward because they're not sure if they liked it. Yes, I, I totally agree. I really think like, I, I can't even think of like a list of reasons on why stylists are nervous about pre-booking. I literally think it just boils all down to that. Do they even like me as a hairstylist? Are they right. even happy with their hair? Right. Am I good enough? And then it comes down to price. So, you know, you get through the end of the service, especially if you did not have a very detailed com- consultation, you didn't tell them exactly how much it was going to cost. And if you are an independent stylist and you don't have a front desk where your client goes and checks out, you know, you're sitting there, I don't know if you do this and it's like, you're like typing in all the numbers and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, you're like sweating to hand them the, the, the bill. Like, okay, it's going to be $240. And you're like, are they going to think this is a lot? Is it too much? Most clients aren't going to say like, wow, this was crazy. They're just going to like not come to you again. Yeah. So I think it also it comes. And then you right. won't see them again. Right. Right. So I think it comes down to price too. Like if you're not confident in the your pricing or you're concerned that they felt like the pricing was bad, then you also aren't going to push them to pre-book because you're like, well, how do they feel about that? So it's really just these irrational fears around what the client's thinking. Yeah. And I have, and we'll get to this. I have a a super simple solution for that sweat inducing, nervous inducing problem. So, Mm. but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so now we know it comes from confidence, lack of confidence in our own work. And it comes from all of the scariest stuff happening at the very end, at one moment at the desk with pre-booking and the cost and all the things, and then forget about selling retail. I mean, if you're oh, yeah. on a pre-book and you are, are nervous about the pr- price, you're never going to sell them a bottle of anything, right? No way. No way. Right. So, okay. So those are the fears that we see. So I would be interested at, maybe I'll put something on my stories to see, um, pull people, um, some of my audience to see what their fears are. I think that'd be really interesting to find out, but you see. Okay. So I think we know, we both think that pre-booking is the way to go. Right. I do. Okay. So what's your case for, because like you said before, like there are some people out there that are saying like, don't pre-book pre-booking is bad for your business. So Mm -hmm. why do you believe in pre-booking? That's such a good question because I I can't wait to talk about why people think it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cause I want to like go against what they're saying. Um, I know for, for it works for me because my days at the chair are so limited and I, I, I have, I don't know, maybe it's because I've created such a relationship with my guests that I want them to have like the, the places that they want, the spaces that they want. Um, I have very, very limited evening hours. I don't work weekends. It's like they're, I, most of my clients book two or three appointments out. Um, so that's why I do it. And I also have a very hard time of saying no, like that is maybe one of my most unhealthy habits. Like I can't say Mm -hmm. no. If someone texts me and they're like, I really need to get, get in to get my hair done, blah, blah, blah. 
I forgot to make my appointment or I didn't make an appointment. Then I'm squeezing people in places that doesn't, that do not exist. And I end up putting myself behind and stressing myself out. So it just became easier for me to make sure I already had these people in spots. So I didn't have to worry about it later. So why do you think, okay, so for a busy stylist like us, yes, pre-booking is just, it works. It's just easy. Why do you think it's good for a stylist who is building, who does have to infinity and beyond open? Yeah. I think it's what's the the point. What's the point? Because like, they're sitting here being like, I have everything open. Why? I don't even know if they like their hair. Why would I even pre-book? What's, what does this even do for me in my business? Who cares? They could call in two days before in six weeks and get it. Right. Well, I think that's actually the most, one of the most important things that you can do as a new stylist, honestly. And here's why you've done it. I've done it. How often are you like, you want to get your hair done, but you didn't make time for it. So, you know, just, just like, eh, I'll push it off another week. I'll push it off another week. I'll just wait, wait it out. And before then it's been like six months before you've had your hair done. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing happens to our guests. They're like, they just, if it's not on the calendar, if it's not already there, they're just going to push it out as far as they can. If they already have an appointment, they know what they're, when it's coming up, they're less likely to cancel or reschedule because it's already there. They're counting on it. They know they're going to come in. So that's my mentality around why it works for newer stylists, because you want to get these people coming in as frequently as you can to have your days filled as much as you can, and then still making room for new clients. Um, But it's more just putting it in their brain and having it on their calendar and creating the sense of urgency. Yes. Well, and I think that that is the argument for not pre-booking is actually when you pre-book, you then have all these cancellations and no shows um, Mm -hmm. when it leads up to it. And so now your book falls apart and you're not guaranteed that business and it's holding a spot for somebody else that might want to take that. I hear that, but I don't know if I've ever really seen that being the huge problem in the industry. I see, I I know that when I used to pre-book for an entire year, you know, in October mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. a year, I'd pre-book for January through December the following year. That's a pre-booking no-no. I think that there's different different levels of pre-booking, you know, Ooh, only yeah. allowing yourself to have so much available and open so you can still plan your life for the next year because that was awful when I used to work like that. But I did that out of fear and just wanting to make sure my business was good. And it did work for me, but I'm going to enter. I'm going to come in hot too. I think another reason that people or that the industry is saying that pre-booking is bad. And I've heard a lot lately is that it doesn't leave space for new guests who are willing to pay more. You're right. That is, that is another, yes. Agreed. Mm -hmm. That's another big thing. And, And I think that that is to the point of when you are pre-booking too far out, when you're booked exactly. pre-booking six months or more out. That's exactly. why I like my three-month method because then new clients can get on my book in the next three months. And I find that they do wait, the ones that want to get out of my schedule. But here's here's where I lost my train of thought. And this is the point that I wanted to make. So for that new stylist, that's that building stylist that has their entire books open, and if you don't start pre-booking, even though you know that's all open, one, your client does not know that. They don't know exactly. what your schedule looks like. Right. Only you know that. Um, but if you're like, well, it's already open, it's all the way open. There's no point in pre-booking them. It's a waste. Then guess what? That's how your book's always going to look. You're never exactly. going to get out of that. How do you get out of that? You start pre-booking them and you start filling your book. You start There's filling it up. How you get out of it? Yes. Absolutely. So then once you start to fill that up with fill in some gaps, like the primetime spots, 
with the pre-bookers, then you start to naturally create this sense of urgency, like you were mm-hmm. saying, where now you can say, well, you know, in six weeks, you know, if it's a someone who doesn't typically pre-book and say most of your clients don't typically pre-book and you need to now start um, training them to be pre-booking with you. You say to them, well, I know you like to come in in six weeks. I know you like that 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. I just want to let you know that um, it that is booked right now, but I have 5 p.m. on Thursday available. Right. So you might want to grab that now. So it's, that is putting the sense of urgency on. And I have um, a trick that I did when I was building. Oh, let's hear it. I love tricks by Abby. I um, <laughs> I created, this is so bad. Is this? unethical? No, it's not. It's just survival of building, of building a business. I look at you laughing at me. I, um, I created false sense of urgencies early on in my career. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I told her to do. That was verbatim what I told her to do. Lie. Right. I, uh, yes. Yes. And it's not just saying like, oh, I'm totally booked. You better schedule something. It's just saying like, well, it is filling up. Right. I don't think that that's a lie. No, it's not. That's maybe like joking. a white lie. Um, yes. It's like, it's great. No, but that's verbatim what I told her to do. And she's like, is it okay that I do that? I said, yes, they don't know what your schedule looks like. Only you know no. what your schedule likes. And, and hey, maybe it will book up tomorrow or the next yes. day. And then, then it isn't anything. Then you, whatever, we don't know, but Mm-mm. I like, I'm sorry. I feel like that's important. And you know, this might take it to a new level. <laughs> if you're going to like, let them be like, okay, this is great. This is, Oh God, maybe this is unethical. If they're like, if you're like, okay, six weeks. Okay. So then they're like, yeah. With like what day of the week works for you? They're like, okay, Wednesday. And they're like, can you do five? You're like, Oh, I have someone at five. How's five 30. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I've got that is controlling your schedule. That's not okay. So how I learned was like, all right, let's say I used to work like 12 to eight. Okay. And it's wide open in six weeks and a client wants to book out, you know, earlier in my career, I would not say, sure. I'm wide open. You can have whatever you want. No, I didn't say that. I said, I have a 12 o'clock or three o'clock. I'm starting with the beginning of my day. I'm not going to offer you a 6 oh, p.m. Never. That is like 101. If you are listening to this, take this from us. Offer the daytime spots first. Yes. I'm telling you, because those other ones things are up. easy to fill up. Those daytime ones are the ones you, you go for first every or single time. If you have somebody already, one person scheduled at noon, don't offer them now your, well, you can take anything as late as 7 p.m. Now no. you put someone at the beginning of your day and your end of your day. And now if that's how the day ends up, you resent that day, try right. and stack them up the best that you can. And if you have a good online booking system, it's going to naturally do that for you as well. Agree. I had, when we were talking through this conversation and we were, we were talking about solutions, it, we, we, I was educating her on verbiage and how to really talk to our clients without that awkward feeling. Mm-hmm. And we had a discussion about this and how that a lot of times clients don't really know that they're supposed to be doing this. So it's like saying these things to them, like, you know, this is when I need you to come back in and then offering them a time slot, I think is really important. It it gives them, gives you the upper hand on your schedule. It gives them the sense of urgency. It's just a really simple way to do it and keep everything 
in your hands, the ball in your court, essentially. Yeah. Well, and what it really does is it really shows that you are the expert. You're not just being like trying to be salesy and trying to get them in sooner. Like you just did their highlights and you know, in six weeks, it's going to grow out and you want them to love their hair always. So when you approach it, that you just want to make sure that their hair is good all the time and you're the expert and you know what to expect and you know how it's going to look best. And when you approach it like that and say, so I really think that you should look at like six or seven weeks out. Um, you can go longer, but you're, you'll probably be grown up to here and you have a really hard line or something, right. you know, like that's building uh trust too. Like, yeah, yeah, you can go longer, but, right. and it sets you up as the expert. So if you are someone who is not confident enough to pre-book, cause you don't even know if they like it. If you start speaking like that, like the professional that you are, you're going to change the tune. Speaking confidently. Yeah. You're going to yep. change the whole vibe. And I'm telling you what, you just start talking like that to your clients. You're going to build so much more quickly because I've seen some of the worst hairstylists that I've worked with in the past that have so much confidence that have mm-hmm. incredible books because people just trust them based off of their own confidence. And they're not even a great technical hairstylist, but right. they feel taken care of and they feel like this person, well, this is what she said. So this is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think we're, I think we're onto something here. Have you seen on the Pinterest? Um, I love to put a, the, in the mm-hmm. front of things these mm-hmm. days, just really show my age, the Pinterest, the, the Walmart, yes. the TikTok. Yeah. So on the Pinterest, I saw like a cute little sign that was like pre-booking timelines, like come in at this point, like six weeks for a root retouch, uh, you know, seven, eight weeks is ideal for a highlight. It was really cute the way they put it out. And I love that. So if you're someone who is, you know, wanting to educate your guests without even words, you could have that printed out and sitting at your station so they can see it. And they're looking at it the whole time they're getting their hair done. So it's like mm-hmm. in their brain already. So when they're done and you say the word pre-book, they're like, oh yeah, I looked at your little sign there yes. via yes. your sign. It's looking like I got to be back here in six weeks. And that could you even know? be an Instagram post. That right. could be an educational post on Instagram. Here's something that reminds me, here's something I did when I worked at a commission salon, I was kind of like a lead trainer in the salon for the stylist. And what I did in our back room is I had this dry erase board and it said on the top of it, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. Every single day I updated that board and I wrote down what the date was, how many weeks, like, so four weeks out, that takes us to such and such date. Wow. And so what that did is it allowed us to up our pre-booking in the salon So, um, the stylist could say like, okay, I recommend that you come back in six weeks. And that takes us to August 1st. When you put a date on it like that, Mm -hmm. that sparks in the client's head August 1st, and maybe they're a teacher and they're like, oh, oh, whoa. That isn't that what we always hear. Or maybe I have a wedding, right? Yes. Something's coming up. I'm going back to school. There's a wedding. Ooh, you know what? I am. I'm so glad you said that. I am going to want my hair done. For my birthday. Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. will book that. So to put the actual date in their head is um, super powerful and it kind of does the work for you. So you don't feel, you don't feel salesy. And that was just always in our back room. And we had everyone write those dates at the top of their tickets for the day when we used to print tickets off. And um, I also saw Robert Cromines. It's probably where I got it from years ago. He actually had mirror talkers where they actually have the dates on the mirrors. That's cool. 
Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yep. And so they would fill that in every single day, what the new dates would be for six, eight, 12 weeks out. Wow. So what that is doing is it's putting pre-booking into your actual culture and it's, it's surrounded everywhere by the clients. Um, so that they know that we pre-book and this is what we recommend. And wow. And it makes your job so much easier when you put that date out there like that. Yeah. I, you know, I think we, when we circle back, it's really about talking confidently and educating our guests. And it really like the basis of our entire job is customer service. Mm-hmm. And when we nail down the simple things of communication and managing expectations, it's really a lot easier than it than than we think. Yeah. But it has to come from confidence. Has to come from confidence. It does. So in with you saying that it's about customer service, it's about communication. I said earlier that I'm going to get to how do we avoid that scary, awful moment at the desk with um, trying to pre-book and charging the price and selling retail. And there's a really, really simple solution to that. And it is part of the customer service piece. And that is we should never be pre-booking or talking price at the desk at the end of a service. Never. That's exactly what I told her. We had such a long discussion about this. I said, the first, the first thing you should do, very first thing is tell them the price. Yes. Quote. And in the I remember you very early on during this whole podcast thing, you were like, yeah, we had menus that we would hand them. Do you remember you told me that? Yeah. yeah. And we, and I would have them point to the service. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was replaying that in my head as I'm telling her, like, you, you need to say it in the beginning, the very beginning, because yes. then even if at the, at the end of it, they know exactly what they're expecting. And then you need to give them options. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, if we're concerned that our prices are too high or you have a guest coming in and I still do this with some of my college students, I'll say to them, totally. you know, they're like, I want this like big level, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, I love that. Are you on a budget today? Because the, the, the cost for this is going to be uh three twenty five, and they're like, "Oh, I can't spend that." Okay, well, what is your budget for the day? My budget is two fifty. Okay, for two fifty, I can do X, Y, and Z, and yes. it puts the ball in their court. So mm-hmm. then everybody feels comfortable. There's no weird feelings. No one's like, "Oh, scared." I don't want to tell yeah. them, and they're not like scared because they don't know what the price is. As a consumer and anything, we want to know what the price is. Yeah. So before it's you better for it, before and, you sign and, up for it. And, and my thing, this is really harsh sounding, but if your client is hearing the price for the very first time at the end of the service, when you're checking them out, you have failed for the day. You failed big fat zero, big fat F. That is never the first time they should be hearing that price. And also the pre-booking. If you are asking them about their next appointment for the first time ever at the desk, that's another big fail for the day. So how you want to flip that into your service is in that consultation, you've done your consultation, you've given your quote in the consultation, you should be finding out how often do you typically go between your hair services? Mm -hmm. So you're just going to gather information during the consultation. You're not going to be pre-booking them during the consultation because you don't even know how they, you know, how this is going yet. Right. 
So when you're in the service, as you're doing the service, that's when, before it's ever even done, you start to recommend how many weeks or what maintenance plans look like oh, for your yeah. client. You're planting the seed, planting you're the seed. planting the seed. Yes, exactly. So what you're doing is you are setting it up by asking the question, how long do you go in between appointments? Then during the service, you're going to start giving your expertise of, well, because we're doing this today, this is what your maintenance plans look like. You can do just a base color, just a haircut and a toner. We can do just a mini highlight next time, or maybe you need the full shebang every single time. And I typically recommend this amount of weeks. Okay. It's just being an expert. That's it. We're not saying anything. Then you're blowing it dry and you're saying, oh my gosh, this looks so great. Um, uh, we'll make sure to get you scheduled for your next appointment before you leave today because they're excited. But even if they're not excited, have the confidence. Ha- yes. Oh, it's all about confidence. I love that you said that. It's all about confidence. Yes. So stop dumping all the most important things in your business to the end of the At service. At the end. Right. Stop doing that. Don't have yourself fail for the day. Flip it into your consultation and into the service itself. Trickle it in. Start pre-booking, create that sense of urgency, um, uh, give yourself even a false confidence and you'll start to learn that people like their hair more than you think, right? <laughs> yes. Great. It's okay. You're a good hairstylist. And once you start pre-booking, you're going to start seeing that snowball. And that's how you really start to build a clientele when you start to fill in those gaps. And then you're able to tell people, actually, it's going to be a week or two before you can get get in with me. And that is when you know you've really done something right with the pre-booking and building your business and coming across as the expert. Mm-hmm.